0: All right, so like I said, my name is John Michael Clark and I am the summer intern here. I've been here for about two months uh, doing this internship, but I've actually been going to church here for about two years now. About uh, I came here as a freshman in college two years ago in 2018 and I came here uh, because I just wanted to find a church when I'm at school in Grand Rapids because I'm, f- I'm from Traverse City and so when I came down here, hopped around for a few churches and I finally landed here because I just loved the church here. I loved what the atmosphere was like. I loved being um, in a church like this, where it's uh, nice and small, a nice uh, community, that we can all know each other. Um, if you guys don't know me, I'd love to meet you after church sometime. Uh, we can talk or whatever. But, um, but with that, John gave me another opportunity to speak. Uh, if, uh, about a month ago, if you guys remember, I spoke uh, like the 9th of August about um, worship over our worry. Now, what I uh, wanted to talk about back then was that we need to acknowledge that God's in control and that we are not. And so uh, that we need to let uh, our worry go to God and that we can worship him uh, so we can um, live a life uh, glorifying to God. Um, and with that, last week, John spoke about uh, being filled with the Spirit. He talked about um, that we are not to be drunk on wine, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and Because there's a shortage of wisdom in this world. And so we need to seek God uh, to obtain that wisdom. And with that, uh, not only do we seek wisdom to, or seek the Spirit to obtain uh, wisdom, but we also seek God to defend ourselves. I don't know if uh, you guys know this or not, but we actually are in a battle uh, every day of our lives. And it kind of looks, like, um, looks like when you wake up in the morning and you just are kind of filled with this anxiety of that, I don't want to go to work today. I don't know what I'm going to do today. I don't know. Um, if, uh, if God's really there and really cares for me. This might look like when uh, you don't go to church uh, because uh, COVID hits, and you realize that we have to be online for a while, and then you kind of get comfortable staying at home, and you think to yourself, I don't need to go to church. I'm, I'm okay being online, um, and, uh, and so those are the kind of lies that we start to believe, and uh, that's the kind of battle we're in. We start to believe these lies that, are, that have been uh, uh, told to us, and um, with this, uh, I'm so glad that we have uh, the Bible that actually details real stories and communities of people uh, who dealt with these same, same problems. Um, in Ephesians 6.10, if you guys want to turn there, we have Paul who was writing to the church of Ephesus. And if you remember last week, John talked about how this church is about the size of Grand Rapids, and they're, they're a church uh, that Paul was writing to. This is a letter. This book that we're reading is a letter. And in this letter, uh, near the end of it, in chapter 6, Paul is encouraging the church. And this is in verse 10. So uh, Ephesians 6, uh, uh, verse uh, 10. And it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord, and in the strength and his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of this evil day. Uh, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all, stand firm. Now, I want to highlight a few words here that you might have missed. Uh, Schemes, wrestle, spiritual forces, cosmic powers, evil day, stand firm against, 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 against. It says, against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers, against darkness. Now, these are some fighting words. Obviously, we are in a battle right now we are—it's uh, it's us versus them. Now, I know it sounds super spiritual and really like out there, the you know, things we can't see. But I didn't say it. Paul, Paul wrote this in the Bible, so I'm going to believe that there are things out there that are lying to me. Now, some context for these—these uh, these things that aren't flesh and blood that we're dealing with. These things that we're dealing with are like evil heavenly authorities. They're not flesh and blood. They're not things we can see. Uh, this goes way back to actually the very first sin, ironically, not ironically, but actually the first sin wasn't Adam and Eve. It was back when Lucifer uh, was so prideful and wanted to be like God and became so obsessed with who he was that he thought he wanted to be like God, and God casted him out of heaven. That can be found in Ezekiel if you guys want to read that sometime, learn more about that. But a third of heaven was casted down with Satan. And with this, their original uh, creation wasn't, they were meant to glorify God. That's what God created angels for, to glorify God. That's why God created us as humans, to glorify God. So we can uh, roam the earth and have dominion over it. But because Satan was full of sin and was cast out of heaven, he then, his only goal is for God not to be glorified. So he'll do whatever he can for God not to be glorified. And the best way to do that is to mess with his creation. Now this might look like, you might ask yourself, like, where is God today? Like, obviously in this day and time, it's so weird that we have to set chairs six feet apart so you, guys can't, so you guys cannot spit on each other. It's so weird that there's injustice in this world and that there's so weird that the, the politics are become like a reality show. And the world is so messed up. And we, we might ask ourselves, like, where is God today? Like, is there really a God? Why is there so much evil in this world? You might be asking yourself that. This might look like when your mom is sick and you don't know how long she has, and you may doubt if God really cares about you. Why would God let this happen to my mom? Why? You might ask yourself, like, what is going on? Like, does, does someone really care for me? Am I really enough? You might be hanging on by a thread, and you just can't catch a break from life, and life is just happening so much, and is, is God really there? You're asking, you're crying out to him, and, and nothing's happening. You might tell yourself, like, ah, what am I doing? Who am I talking to? I'm talking to myself, and nothing is happening. This is exactly what Satan wants to do to you guys. He wants you to believe these lies. And these evil and heavenly authorities I was talking about, and, uh, like Satan, they, they can't just take your faith away. That's the problem. He, or or that's, that's the good thing, actually. He can't just take it away. You can't be a fully believing Christian, and boom, your faith is gone. It, it's, it's methodical. It's slow. It takes time. It's little lies here and there. It's those little little doubts you have in your faith. And through time, before you know it, you don't have a faith anymore. It kind of looks like this when... When, you, uh, when you're, you're a Christian, we all believe and we're, we're uh, spending time with the Lord and we go to church and, and the next thing you know, it's been three days since you read your Bible. And then you're like, okay, that's, I mean, I'll just read it tomorrow. And then you wake up the next day and you ask yourself, uh, uh, you, you wake up the next day and you go to school and then you, you come home or you wake up and you, you go to work and, and you go and uh, take care of your kids, make dinner, you know, you, you know, hang out for the night and the next thing you know, you're laying in bed and you haven't prayed all day long. It looks like when when COVID hits and we're put into quarantine and the whole country shut down and we can't go to church and we think it's okay, it's enough to just go to church online when we are fully capable of coming and being here together. It looks like when you're on the edge of your life and everything is happening, you can't catch a break, and you ask God why. It's those questions again. It's It's those doubts. And before you know it, I'm so far gone from where I was before. I was all the way over there, but now I'm all the way over here and I'm hanging on by a thread with my faith because I've believed each individual lie. Remember, the lies about not reading your Bible, not praying. You, your life gets so busy, and you forget to pray, and you forget to read your Bible, and you don't go to church. And, and then also, there's times where you might feel like you're all, you're all alone, that no one likes you. And you think that, that you're all alone, and you, you distance yourself from this community of people, and you don't go to church, you don't hang out with good friends, and you end up feeling all alone because you distance yourself, you seclude yourself. I understand that this is... This is very heavy. A lot of this stuff is really sad that I'm talking about all these lies, but I know that you guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like you guys can really relate to what I'm talking about. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm talking about lies that we're believing lies about ourselves. We put ourselves down. Now I know for myself, I've, I know these all feel. I know these feelings all too well. Most of my life, actually, I wrestled with having a real faith. Uh, ironically, I actually grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. Both of my brothers went to, church, uh, went to college to become pastors. And I had a good life growing up. I had a really well-provided-for life. I had everything I needed. I didn't, there was nothing I really dealt with or struggled with. But I still struggled with having a real faith. Now, with that, I had a good family. I loved my family. I, um, I, uh, my, my parents loved me. I had a good, uh, good relationship with friends. I was going to church all the time. So everything seemed right. But because of those reasons, because I grew up going to church every Sunday since I was born, it became mundane. My faith wasn't alive. Because I found so much identity in my family, when all my siblings went to college when I was, when I was in high school or middle school, I was all alone. I didn't, I didn't have my friends and family to be with. Um, and with that, I, I turned to my friends and I started finding my identity in my friends. I started acting like them. I started doing everything they did. I, didn't, I wasn't myself. And then, obviously, as you, you grow up, and as I grew up and I became a junior in high school and a senior in high school, I had the question, the classic question. I know some of you guys who are in high school still are just graduated high school. You're being asked, what are you going to do with your life? You have to make a decision right now to what you're going to do with your life. What are you going to do? And I'm just sitting here like, man, I, I've never had to work for much. I don't have much passion for anything. I don't know what I want to do. I'm not good at anything. It even got really bad in high school for me uh, it came to the point where, uh, when it came to trying out for like the basketball team, which is a sport I really enjoy, I couldn't imagine being cut because it would be so embarrassing to my class that I got cut by the basketball team because I wasn't good enough. So I just avoided trying out in general. You know, if I, if I don't try out, I can't get cut. And I, I totally regret doing that because I wasn't able to learn from, those, from people saying no. Um, and now I'm sitting here today to you guys telling you that those are lies that I was believing. It wasn't until I graduated high school that I was outside of high school and I was out of the oppression from all these bullies at school and people who are just mean, because high school is hard. School is really tough. I mean, I think a lot of us might look back and it might be a good time in life, but for me, it wasn't really a, a fun time in my life. I just kind of went to school and went home, and it was hard. But because I was out of high school and I knew I was going to college next summer or next fall, I knew I was able to recreate myself. I was able to be who I wanted to be. I had no confidence in myself at the time. I, I lacked uh, security in who I was. I lacked a relationship with God. And because I grew up going to church, I knew it was right to read my Bible. I, because I grew up going to church, I knew it was right to pray and go to church, right? And so finally, I was like, well, I, I've tried it. I've, I, it's never been able to make a habit. I've tried reading my Bible, but... I just never can make it stick i've tried i've tried praying but i, I have the attention span of a fish and so I, I start thinking about something super random or i never was a reader either i didn't like i'm not not much of a big reader so reading the bible can be hard for me but i tried it. i knew it was right so i sought god i looked for him I, I was like man i want to i want to read my bible every day i want to be that person and so i, I just made the decision i'm going to read my bible uh, my mom got me a devotional and I started reading through it every day and it was really simple and I was, it was enough reading for me at the time, but five minutes every morning or whatever it was and I would take notes and, and the more I would do it, the more it became a habit. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but it takes about 21 days to make a habit. So three weeks of reading my Bible every day became a habit. And of course, I'm not perfect. There was times where I waned off and I stopped reading it for a few days, but I got back onto it. But the point is, is I sought God every day. I uh, I looked to him. I prayed every day. And um, it's because of that that I was able to start fearing God over fearing man. I feared man so much. I was so afraid of what people thought about me. I cared so much about what people were thinking. And when I graduated high school and I started seeking God, I decided to start fearing God over man and started uh, realizing that God loves me. And that those lies about I'm not good at anything, the lies about that I'm not, I have no passion, the lies that I'm not good at working, those lies that I'm all alone, those are lies from Satan. And those are the steps I was taking, right? I'm all alone. I'm not good at anything. I have no passion. All those lies before I you know I could be off the edge and I could be, I could have lost my faith and realized that there's no God that loves me or cares for me. But instead, I decided in the right moment to start pursuing God. So that's a little bit about who I am and what I grew up doing and how it was for me and how I became and how I made my faith real. And I, I, I bet for you guys, you can kind of relate to those feelings that I was talking about. And to kind of go back to the passage of, um, uh, in Ephesians 6, uh, the, that first verse I talked about, Ephesians 10, it says, Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So remember those lies I was talking about? I've said it a lot. Um, they are, those are, uh, those lies I was talking about is means that you are not strong enough. I am not strong enough. I am not, like I said, I'm not strong enough. That's why we're supposed to be strong in the, in, uh, God's mighty power. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take stand against those evil schemes, against the devil's schemes, those, those lies again. Like I said, we are commanded to be strong, not in our own strength, but in the Lord's strength. A, pray that I, a prayer that I love to say is that God, I am not in control and I'm not strong enough. I am not God because you are. You are in control. You are strong enough. And then when I say those things, I'm I'm glorifying God and saying, you are strong enough for me, and I'm gonna rely on your strength because I know I can't. Uh, the whole armor of God, put it on. That, uh, basically, it's saying, put on God every day. Seek God every day, put it on. Now, the the armor of God uh, is the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all flaming darts of evil one, the helmet of salvation, and then the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, Paul is writing to this church and he's using imagery of, of armor, but basically what he's saying is to clothe yourself in God. Use God... As defense, you were given all those things. You were given truth. You were given righteousness. You were made holy. You were made right. You have been given the gospel of peace. You've been given a shield of faith. You've been given a helmet of salvation. All when you were saved, it's whether or not we can consciously put those on each day and clothe ourselves in God. Continue to cover yourself in God, the one who created you, having put on Jesus Christ. Those devilish schemes that are there to lie to you. And you're here to defend yourself against those. Hear me when I say this. If you want to write this down, this helps. You guys can think of this when when you write it down. Your faith is precious. Seek God every day to defend it. I'll say that again. Your faith is precious. Seek God every day to defend it. Like I said, we are being attacked every day. We're in a battle every day. So let's put on God every day to defend ourselves against those lies. Later on in this passage, Paul leaves his church with this encouragement. Let this be an encouragement to you. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, ha- praying at all times with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert, with all perseverance, making supplication to all the saints. That's kind of meaning praying for others. But I'll, I'll read that one more time. Praying at all times, in the Spirit, with prayer and supplication, so making requests to keep alert, and with all perseverance. So staying strong, standing firm. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. I remember last week, John talking about uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit to obtain wisdom. We're to be filled with the Word. We to be filled with the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, be filled with God's Word. Now, what if every day you guys woke up and the first thing you did is say, thank you, God, that I woke up today. You're praying. That's, that's prayer right there. You are praying to God right then and there. What if the next thing you did was you went on your phone, because I know you guys always go on your phone when you wake up. When you wake up, you go to the Bible app and you look at the verse of the day. There's a scripture that's there every day, just one scripture, and you read that one verse and you thought about it. Next thing you know, it's been, what, two minutes, three minutes? It's that easy. You guys have time to do that. I know we always think we're so busy, and it's really cool to be busy, but you guys have time to say, thank you, God. That's prayer. What if every day... You decided to seek God first instead of seeking your friends and your family for advice. You went to God and you gave your, your problems to God and you let go and let Him take that for you. What if every day you sought Him? What if you decided, I'm going to com- commit myself to going to church? We're, church isn't for us to be filled up. It's for us to be fellowshipping with each other, right? We're supposed to be in community. That's really good. That's why when, we were, when the whole country shut down and quarantine happened, it really sucked to be alone, right? Right? And now we're here together. It's been six months since we've been in this building and we're gathered again here with each other. What if every day you committed yourself to seeking God? It's as easy as praying, thank you God. Bring thanksgiving to him. Seek God every day. Now these things are small, but that's how you do. You start small. You have small goals so when you accomplish them, you're encouraged to keep trying more things. When you have these large goals. I'm going to read the Bible in a year, and the next thing you know, it's, it's February, and you haven't read your Bible in a month. And it's because you have this too big of a goal that's too hard to accomplish. But if you start small, if you say, I'm going to read my Bible once a day for five minutes, it's that easy to accomplish, and you're more and more encouraged to read your Bible. Now, these things are, are actions. You know, you pray, it's an action. You read your Bible, that's an action. You go to church. It's something you do, but it's it's you seeking God. That's you saying, I'm going to put God first in my life, and I'm going to clothe myself in God every day. Now, I've heard of people actually waking up and then putting on the armor of God. I don't know. I don't, I don't do that I'll just personally, but I do seek God every day and ask him to, to give me peace and to bring me joy, and then I seek him and I glorify God in everything that I do. But maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to put on the armor of God every day. Put on truth. Put on righteousness. Put on the gospel. Put on the spirit you guys can do this. I believe in you. We are here together as a community. We're here together as a church, and we can stand firm together. So if we're thinking about uh, the armor of God in kind of a military standpoint, uh, it's kind of pointless to go at a, in a battle by yourself. If I'm going to put the armor on and I go stand against 400 other guys, I'm going to lose, right? I mean, the armor can do a lot, but that's where we're supposed to be in community. Stand firm with all your friends and, all your, uh, and your church. Stand firm with them together. Seek someone for accountability. Seek someone to pray for them. Let's do this together. Your faith is precious. Seek God every day to defend it. All right, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to invite the team back up so we can worship, and then after church, we can pray with each other and hang out and get to know each other and, and fellowship in a community. So bye, guys, and pray with me. Thank you, God, for who you are, Thank you for this ability to gather in community again. We thank you for the center church and that we desire to seek you every day and we desire to see uh, lives changed by you, God. We thank you for your son and that we can believe in him and what he did on the cross for us and that we can seek you every day and put you on and be clothed by God, be, be clothed by you and as the defense for our faith because all Satan wants to do is take our faith away. But we can seek you, God, because we know you're true. We know you're real. We believe in you. Thank you, God, for who you are and what you've done. Amen.